0: Hey, I'm your host, Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once I became pregnant, I went on a hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom. And what did I find? practically nothing so here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it how are mothers balancing and not balancing parenthood in this crazy industry join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the lives of working moms in the entertainment industry On this episode of Mommy Wood, I'm talking to the incredible Jenna Doolittle and as it says on her Instagram, she is a Doolittle who does a lot and a holy moly does she. She really does so much. She is a career coach. She's an actor. She's a podcaster, mental health advocate. She created the Actors Rise newsletter. It's a whole company now. She is a mom now she has an incredible brand new baby boy which is so exciting and she's just a sweetheart too she is so kind so generous she, what she does she does because she loves the actor community she loves actors it's just amazing what she does and what she's been through this episode is a a hard one. I'm not gonna lie. She unfortunately lost her mom during her pregnancy and her husband also lost his father during their pregnancy. I cannot even begin to fathom the amount of grief that she has had to go through because when we talk about the juxtaposition of being a mom and becoming a mom and having that those opposing feelings all at once the sadness and joy she has really felt the sadness and joy at the same time so to hear all that she's able to to do and how she is able to have such a good perspective on life now especially the the preciousness of it after after losing her own mother while becoming a mother oh it is i just i have tears streaming down my face right now i'm not going to lie it is um obviously that is only a part of her story but I mean, she's just incredible and she's so kind. I I just can't say enough good things about her. And and besides that, to hear how she was able to create this business and juggle becoming a new mom and juggling um, her business and all the things that she has going on is just really great. And it was so great to make a new friend. I feel like I um, could really relate to her on a lot of things. And um, and small world, she's actually really good friends with two women I work with, which is, uh, yeah, really small world and incredible. We should all uh, have a play date together. Um, oh my gosh, I'm such a mom. Anyway, please enjoy this episode, and enjoy the incredible Jenna Doolittle. It's so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. You have a brand new baby.
1: He's pretty brand new. He's like, he'll be 11 weeks on Sunday. So yeah, he's still a little, a little squishy baby.
0: <laughs> and what's his name?
1: His name's Kingston.
0: Oh my God, that's so... Sweet, how Thank have you-, you? How are you?
1: i'm good <laughs> i mean i'm I'm all the things like i'm I'm happy, i'm sad, i'm tired i'm energized i'm like it just depends what moment you happen to hit me at um in this very moment, I feel quite good
0: that's good. I'm so glad um, so i'm Well, I have so many questions for you, but we'll start with, like, what has been your journey up to motherhood, like career-wise, or, like, if you've, like, decided you were ready, and what was it that made you think you were, like, ready or in a, like, position to have a baby, and, like, where has your career been up until this point?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of, a lot. Um, sorry.
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. Uh, Career, maybe. I'm going to plug. It's
1: all good. Um, I've always known that I like wanted to be a mom. So that was never a question for me. Um, I, I don't know that you're ever really ready for anything in life. I always say like, are you ready enough? You know? Um, but I, you know, I had been married to my husband for a while and was, in my thirties and at, uh, you know, we felt like we needed to start trying at, at some point. And so we both wanted to start a family basically. And uh, as far as my career, to be honest, I've been pulling away from acting for the past couple of years, but I've been through a very long journey um, with my acting career. You know, I started acting when I was a kid and then um, moved to New York. Cause that's like what I thought you did after college. I went to school for theater. Um, and when I moved out here was when I kind of like fell into TV and film, it was never what I thought I wanted to do with my life, but it's just like what everyone yeah. was doing out here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing it. Um, and, and really like fell in love with television. Uh, but I also started a business, um, during the pandemic called actors rise all about, you know, helping other actors to achieve their career goals. And I, really fell in love with doing that work. And it's not that I don't love being an actor. I'll always be an actor. And I, you know, I got an audition the other week that I did, even though I said, being a mom, I I'm not really going to audition that much anymore. And not just because I'm a mom, but because I'm an entrepreneur and there are other things that I want to do in my life
0: creatively. Um, gosh, am I answering this question? (laughs) I feel like I'm just talking in circles. I tend to ask questions in circles, so you're doing great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I
1: always knew I wanted to be a mom. And so it just felt like it made sense. And we actually started trying, um, you know, three, four years ago now. So we had a couple losses on the way. So I'm just beyond thrilled to actually like be able to be like, I am a mom now. And I have a little baby in the other room right now.
0: Well, I'm I'm so sorry you had to go through any of that. Um, but it is nice for people to hear that that happens so much more than people yeah talk about. Because obviously, it's a hard subject to talk about, and it's a hard subject to ask about. Because yeah, it's you never know how how open people are or where they are in their like healing or. For any sure. situation. So, so I'm, uh, as terrible as it is, it's good to at least mention it, that it's like.
1: It yeah. So yeah. it it does happen all the time and it was really, really hard for us and, um, went through a lot of grief around those losses. Um, and, you know, we want to have another baby. And so that's a scary thing too, thinking about trying to do it again, but I know we can. Um, so that makes me like much more positive and hopeful. And I just feel like I've been, I've been through a lot in the past few years personally. And it's really made me realize like, you know, you, you, you can hold space for both joy and grief at the same time. Um, and it's not always an easy place to, to live from, but it's definitely possible
0: that's probably one of the craziest things about motherhood is the juxtaposition of like joy and sadness and exhaustion and (laughs) having all the feelings
1: all the feelings yeah yeah totally
0: speaking of your your business um of actors rise how did that even how did that come about and what um what exactly does it all encompass for you.
1: Yeah. So I am an actor and wanted to do it differently when I moved to Los Angeles, because when I was in New York and when I was younger, I really like tried really hard and I was well-trained. And I thought if I just like keep doing good work, people will eventually discover me and things are going to (laughs) happen. And that did not happen. Um, I kind (laughs) of fell on my face. Um, and not to say that I didn't do some good work and work with some cool people and whatnot, but I never figured out how to get representation. I never figured out how to start going out for bigger auditions, that kind of thing. So when I moved to Los Angeles and I moved across the country to be with my now husband who I've known since seventh grade, which is a whole nother story. Oh my God. That <laughs> yeah. Incredible. It, it's, it's embarrassing, but we no, love it. It's all good. <laughs> um, he, he is a writer. Yay. WGA strike. Um,
0: and yes. oh my gosh,
1: yeah. So he, he was out here already. And so eventually he was my person and I was like, I'm going to move out here. So when I got out here, he, I had, had stopped acting for a while when I was in New York, even I was producing theater. And I really, I thought I was going to be a Broadway producer for a whole while. And that was a whole nother thing. But he was the one who was like, get back into an acting class, make friends. So I did. And then I said, I want to do it differently this time. So I used what I had learned in producing and I was also working in commercial casting at that time. So I used that and also hired a career coach company and started working with them. And so I started to get some momentum. I like got signed. I, I got, you know, reps, I booked my first co-star and whatnot. And then that company that I was coaching under asked me to work for them and I worked with them for a couple of years and it really gave me a lot of confidence um, in, you know, a time when I think as actors, we often think, well, I don't know enough yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Like we're always thinking like, who am I to tell other people what to do? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe you have that sometimes with the podcast. You're like, who am I to do a podcast or something like that? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't mean to put words in your mouth.
0: No, I mean that's more of why I started it because I was like, I don't I don't know what everyone's doing and making yeah. it work. And there's yeah. so many moms that I would love to hear like how how you're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: to like I'll finally try to answer your question. How did Actors Rise come about? Then I realized I, I wanted to do things my way with the helping actors as well. And then the pandemic hit. So I was about to kind of go off on my own with this company and the pandemic happened. And so I started a weekly newsletter with all kinds of like information for actors about, you know, what's going on. There were all these casting director lives. I wanted to make sure people knew about unemployment. And, you know, I wanted to help moms who didn't have time to like look through Instagram to be like, this is when it's happening. If you have time show up kind of thing. Um, so I started that and from that it grew, um, and you know, it's, I, since then I've have private coaching and I have small group coaching, and then I have a membership as well for actors, um, just trying to work with actors at all different price points, um, so that everybody is able to get support. Cause I think a lot of the times, you know, the coaches charge like $2,000 and yeah. most people can't afford to do something like that. So, um, want to, you know, take care of all actors as much as I can.
0: Yeah, that's, I don't even understand how you had the, have the bandwidth to, cause, cause I remember uh, when your newsletter first came out and it would have, it did and still does have so much information that I'm just like, how do you even get all that information? And that it comes out so frequently to be like, how do you not get overwhelmed with like doing that? I'm like, hopefully, I think you have some help now, but I assume you didn't at the beginning.
1: Yeah. In the beginning, I was at my kitchen table alone by myself, but honestly, there was nothing else going on in my life. It was like (laughs) the heart of the pandemic. And I felt Like, I just wanted to help people because I was a coach, people were already coming to me with a bunch of different questions and I volunteer for SAG-AFTRA. So I had more information there. And then I have a lot of other coach friends who had information about things that were going on. And I've just, I'm kind of like the person in my friend group that like people ask like recommendations for. So it just (laughs) felt, felt right. I just wanted to help my friend, the actors. And I literally sent it to like 25 people at first. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, I I I was working too much, too hard. I was sending it five days a week. I basically burnt out doing it eventually. So, do I recommend it to others? No.
0: <laughs> um, well, you did it, so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I pulled back as things changed. I started sending it three times a week, and then now it's just sent one time a week. And I have an incredible assistant who's so much more than an assistant who helps me build
0: it every week. So it makes it much more doable yeah it's so it's very impressive Thank you. <laughs> I, I not and it was it was very speaking personally it was very helpful during the pandemic because i am i'm the type who would get overwhelmed of like where do i find these and i'm just gonna write when the workshops are in my notebook and then i'm gonna forget so it was very helpful to have so much information and like in one place. <laughs> Thank
1: it? you. Yeah, I mean that was the point. I just wanted to like help people in a way that I thought I could maybe, and I wasn't sure if it would. You know, I literally sent it to my friends at first, and part of it was me selfishly being like, "Stop texting me! Like, here's all the info in mo- one place."
0: <laughs> Here you go. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, how was your um, your pregnancy? And when? Because you because I mean, you're very newly not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that was, I mean, still during, I mean, I guess we're still in the pandemic, who knows all, but, um, but how was, how was that and still, still being able to work and how were you able, we'll, we'll just start with that. Yeah. (laughs) Being pregnant and working and
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a tough question to answer in a way because my, the rest of my personal life is so was so my mom died while I was pregnant. So that, that was (laughs) devastating to say the least. Um, so this whole time has been a journey of me becoming a mom while losing my mom. And on top of that, my father-in-law died. So my husband lost his dad while becoming a dad.
0: Oh my God.
1: So when I say I know about joy and grief at the same time, I'm not fucking with you. I don't know if I can swear on here. Sorry. Um,
0: Absolutely. That is, oh my God.
1: So I can't really like separate my pregnancy from that because they're just so intertwined. Um, we also had a really bad scare with our pregnancy, like really early on where they told us our baby wasn't developing a brain. Um, so we thought we were going to have to terminate the pregnancy, which was, you know, really, really awful and scary. And, um, you know, the baby would not have survived if that was the case. He's totally fine. They were wrong, but it was an awful two weeks of like this, they, they told us like 75% chance this is going, this is happening basically. Holy shit. So that happened. Then my mom died. Then my father-in-law died. So like my pregnancy sucked. Like it was awful.
0: It sounds like the worst. Thing. It was awful.
1: Yeah. In terms of physically, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Um, I didn't have a lot of nausea, morning sickness. I had really bad back pain in the third trimester. And like, I highly recommend if you can afford prenatal massages, go get them. (laughs) I needed them for my body, my soul, (laughs) everything. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so my journey has been so unique. Um, and I, you know, don't wish it on anyone, but, the joy is that we do have this beautiful baby now, and my husband and I always joke. We're always like, "No pressure, dude. Just like make everyone happy now."
0: Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Well, oh my god. Wow. Yeah, that would I would imagine not being able to. I I. I can't yeah. imagine. That's wild that they can be say seventy five percent and then be, just wrong. Yeah, they just were wrong and it
1: ha- I mean that kind of stuff also happens to people all the time and I would say like get a- and this podcast is not like I'm not trying to scare people in any way either no. by sharing this stuff but like ask for a second opinion, you know. Um and I had a great doctor and he- he's such an expert at what he does and you know, it really looked like that's what it was from everything that he was seeing. It just was awful to go through that experience. So yeah.
0: Well, I hope you had therapy? therapy? Yes. Well, therapy, yes, of course. Everyone should be in therapy for, <laughs> regardless of trauma, but yes, I hope that is helpful for you also. But hopefully you have um you were able to have like an easy birth or labor. I hope. <laughs> I mean, that I also feel like that's a traumatic situation regardless of if yeah. it goes easily. I, yeah. think, I think that's, we're lacking in the um, truth telling of pregnancy and giving birth where, like you said, it's like, you don't want to scare someone, but also like, you don't want people to think like, Hey, it's, it's going to be easy. People have been doing this for millions of years. They have yeah. intense, like, right. It's like, yeah, but it's still a huge thing to go through. It's not, I agree
1: completely. (laughs) And it's funny that you say that I'm, I just started a podcast of my own that is not industry related, but it's with my childhood, best friend. And we're, you know, reminiscing, reconnecting and talking about like what it means to be women today. It's called call you later pod. We haven't launched it yet, but we were talking today about, um, you know, me coming back after having a baby and both of us had C-sections and both of them were not planned. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I heard that you had one when I listened to one of the other episodes and like, and I have to say, I always thought my whole life, I was like, I don't think I'll be able to emotionally handle it. If I have a C-section, like, I, I think that's going to mess with me. I, I always thought like I really want to have my child vaginally and have it, you know, get all the things it needs. And I just want that experience. And I had one and physically it did bother me, but emotionally I've been fine. And I don't know if it's just because I was going through so much other shit yeah, I don't that, know. Like, <laughs> that like it, it didn't matter. He was here and I was like thrilled, but yeah, it's physically really, it's a lot. It's it's a, it's it's extreme and it's scary. Um,
0: yeah, I definitely... I had not even thought about C-sections. I guess really? our plan was just like, get, I mean, I was uh, hoping for vaginal, but I was, our plan was get her out safely. Exactly. But, um, and one of the classes we took, it was like, well, planned C-sections are this percentage and mm-hmm. then, but emergency unplanned C-sections are 1%. Oh, and wow. And I was like, oh, all right. I won't even think about it then. Oh, no. So many people have were like, yeah, it was an emergency C-section. And I'm like, my calculations (laughs) do not add up to 1%. It's like beyond. I feel like it's I hear that more often.
1: I feel like I've been hearing it a lot, too. So it's interesting that you say that. I think they've kind of. I think there's been like a normalization of C-sections being like, oh, it's just the other option kind of as instead of like, it is major surgery and it does happen a lot and it, you shouldn't take it lightly, but of course do it if you need to, in order to like have your baby safely. Um, and I was totally game to do it because I knew it wasn't, I, it was not gonna progress. He had, he had the cord wrapped around his neck, which we obviously didn't know at the time, but like we could tell his heart rate kept de And so, we needed to do something my husband was not as cool
0: and calm as i was <laughs> <laughs> how long then it so you didn't know until you were in labor that you were yeah. going into the c-section yeah how much was there cause, so i i'm so interested now because i have a very similar story was there a lot of time or any time between like His heart rate's going down and you're going in for C-section. Yeah. I mean,
1: there was some time, although to be honest, I don't really have a concept of how much time it was. I mean, (laughs) like I was laboring at home all weekend because I, and I knew I was, so I, I went to the hospital Friday night, thought that I was going to have the baby, but the contraction, like I wasn't dilated enough. They sent me home. I labored all weekend. I went in Sunday morning to be induced because of my age and everything they wanted to induce me. And so I, I guess I was there from like maybe 10 AM to like, I think maybe around, I mean, he, he was delivered at, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what time.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is dying. so
1: embarrassing.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, who, I, who, who knows what Whatever. time you
1: I think it, it was like, it was in the, I think it was like 7:18 PM, I think. Um, yeah. So it was later. And I think we made the call around maybe like five 30 or something like that to do it. So I hadn't started pushing or anything because he, they couldn't get his heart rate like stable enough for me to be able to push. He would, it just kept going down. So I was like, if, if I can't even lay here, yeah. there's no way he's going to survive me pushing. Like, let's just do this thing and do the C section.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh man yeah i was i was also an induced brother so we had very similar <laughs> first yeah it it's it's a rough recovery yeah. yeah
1: did you have help did you have family with you
0: my parents came in town yeah um like a few days like since i was being induced they came um like two days before i was induced i think and yeah. then they were here for like two weeks and then my mom stayed an extra another two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Having help is so important. I mean, my mother-in-law was here and she's a nurse. So that was really great. And she's just like calm and loving and was so happy to just like hold the baby and (laughs) let it, let me do things. Um, and then one of my aunts came and then another aunt came and like, thank God, because you just like need that support. And I was extra emotional because, you know, it's just such a crazy thing. Like you, it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in your life. And you want your mom to be there. My mom and I were so, so close. So like, it was almost like she, it's almost like she died again, the, the week that he was born, just because the grief came back so intensely. Yeah. I didn't have like normal postpartum, like I mm-hmm. at all, but it was like, the grief was just there because I just wanted my mom to be there for him and to, to be there for me during that time. So yeah. that was hard. Yeah
0: and i assume that that that, that was an un- unexpected
1: yeah yeah i mean she'd had health issues um for years but it was very unexpected it was like fly across the country and she died in 24
0: hours so yeah oh man um once he was here how besides like having uh the family help and once you were I guess a little physically recovered. I feel like you're probably (laughs) still in it. You're still very like, it's still so I I'm honestly,
1: I I don't know. I've been like working out. I've been doing all the things that I can. I, 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 I really need adult stimulation and communication. And I, I'm so, so, so love being a mom, but I also, my brain even like walking him early on in the stroller even in my hospital bed I'm like composing emails for actors rise like just in you know who knows I I thought they were brilliant at the time they're probably like the dumbest thing ever like I don't know what I was thinking
0: I I do like that you bring that up that regard obviously you enjoy motherhood but you still want uh, to do other things a life yeah (laughs) being a mom like even I was so impressed that well because I saw that you're that you still had like things being posted and stuff and I was like did she have this like already scheduled how is she doing this and then even just last week or maybe it was a couple days ago I don't know where (laughs) I saw that you had like gone to audrey audrey moore's thing and i was like yeah. oh shoot i wanted to go to that and then i <laughs> forgot and then i was like kind of upset about it and my husband was like you have a baby blah 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 and i was like but she went and her baby is way young oh no like oh, no. it was like so impressed i mean that's my own issues but i was like so impressed that you're like doing things that you know that you need for yourself and i think that that's so important um and that being how did you how are you able to like do know that you need things and be able to be like this is something i have to do yeah
1: Uh, well thanks for saying that i mean i I'm glad it looks like I have everything together. I I definitely am running around like right before this interview. I I was like running around the house and I was like, I got to pump right before this interview because otherwise my boobs are gonna hurt and I need to pump right now. Before and then I was like, wait, we have milk in the fridge. I don't need to pump right now. My boobs are gonna be fine. It's okay. Like, chill out. You're fine. So yes, the mom neurosis is still there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I. I I know myself and the type of person that I am and I I need socialization. I need adult connection. I need to talk to people in person. Um but I also have help. Like I have an assistant for my business and I hired her before I was ready because I knew if I did, I would be able to do more for my business and more for myself and it was so worth it. And you know, we have a nanny who's watching my baby right now who's absolutely incredible. And she's only here 15 hours a week, but those 15 hours give me so much freedom, uh, to, to do other things. Um, and my husband also, we both, you know, have very flexible work for ourselves jobs. He's a writer and a headshot photographer. So we're able to trade off a lot, like, you know, Sunday morning, he's going to go golfing. So I have the baby. And then Sunday afternoon, like I get to go to a pure bart class with my girlfriend. So yeah. it's just like, figuring out that balance. Um, but I also feel like I, I just like was in the, the suck of life that so badly this past year that I'm just ready to like follow my joy as much as possible. And so I'm just trying to do that whenever I can.
0: Yeah, I bet. Well, I'm glad that you're, you're able to do that and have the help that you need.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: How long did it take you? Were there other jobs that you had before you were able to, because I assume that Actors Rise is your
1: main gig. Yeah, it's my job. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I would imagine that doesn't leave space for, or need for like a different day job. (laughs) Um, So how did that progress for you? Did you just like decide to, or did you have other day jobs? I guess you said you were with that other.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had so many jobs over the years. Like I, you know, I I waited tables since I was 15. Like when I lived in New York, I worked at like waiting tables and nightclubs and I worked for a producer and I worked for a downtown theater festival and I like did all of it at the same time. And um, yeah, out here I worked at a bar studio for a little while as like a front desk person and I worked in commercial casting. So I've like had a million jobs as most actors <laughs> do. I've been a nanny. Um, you know, I know you, you've been a nanny before too. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, it's, but I, I mean, it it was so, so interesting, the timing of it all that like everything shut down. So I couldn't really do anything else during the pandemic when I was growing Actors Rise, like early on. Um, at least there was nothing else I thought that I could do. really. And I had already had some private clients, um, through that. And, um, I started working with like a business, um, coach on how to grow my business, like well, and that kind of thing that I didn't do that right away. Cause I didn't even, the newsletter kind of, I I always knew it would help with marketing for my coaching, but it wasn't like, that was the reason why I started the newsletter, if that makes sense. But they just fed each other so beautifully that, um, that kind of worked out and, Again, I was just doing things before I totally thought I was ready to do them. You know, I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna try a small group. Let's see how this goes. Um, and you you have to kind of like take that leap at some point to to do the thing and eventually raise your prices. And it's scary, but you you do it. And you know, being a parent, you gotta work. <laughs> so
0: oh, you sure do. Yeah. <laughs> so What what is your coaching look like? Is that like a career coaching or like specific like audition coaching or is it a little bit of everything?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely more focused on the career. I I always say like I help actors get unstuck so that they can stop stressing and they can start booking the work. So whether that's like, I am unhappy with my representation, how do I get new representation? Or whether that's like, Sometimes people just come to me and they're just like, I literally just don't know what's wrong with my career. I have this rep. I have, I've booked some things, but like, can you just like look at everything for me? And just I'll be like, oh, well, you have all these connections, but when was the last time you contacted them? And how can we contact them? And how can we use, you know, social media? And how do you write this email? And it and like-, like I need you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll talk later about that. But this is fair time- enough. <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's, I mean, the thing is we all get in our own ways all the time. And so some of it is mindset work and just realizing like, oh, you're actually just scared to do this thing. But a lot of it is strategy and, oh, I didn't even know I was allowed to do this thing. Oh, and you're giving me permission to email a casting director and I can act like a human being doing that. And, Oh, I can like DM them on social media. You know, don't do it all the time. Or how do I, how do I meet writers? How do I meet producers and directors and how, what the hell is networking? Like, I hate that word, but you know,
0: Me too. I have such a phobia of networking,
1: (laughs) but it's, it's creating relationships. And that's what you're doing with this podcast. You're creating relationships. (laughs) Like now you and I know each other. Now you're in my network, right? And now if you emailed me and was like, Jenna, hey, I need this. I'm going to be like, ooh, how can I help her? You know?
0: So after um, – how did you decide to take um, a certain amount of t- – like give yourself a maternity leave since obviously yeah. you yes. work for yourself? Yeah, I did. And like the the
1: past year and a half, I've been working to set my business up so that I could become a mom and that I could do it in a way that, you know – was doable for me. So a lot of this has been setting myself up. So I have a more flexible schedule so I can choose how many clients do I want. Um, so I, I stopped private coaching for, you know, some three months basically. Um, and I, I just had my, and I, I eventually stopped my small group coaching and then I just have had my membership going on. Um, and I had some incredible special guests come in and talk to my members. And, um, I had some, I brought in some community leaders to kind of like help things along. I still was like in there a little bit. Um, but not the first two weeks I said to my assistant, I was like, don't contact me unless like the house is on fire. Like I don't want to hear anything. (laughs) Um, And when you say like, how was I posting that stuff? I wasn't, I'm not most of the time. It's all about figuring out like, how can you repurpose your content? So like we took old blogs that I wrote and then put them in the newsletter and then Natalia pulls, that's my incredible. She's not, she's so much more than an assistant, but I need to get her a better title. Um, but, (laughs) but she pulls, you know, something that I said that she thinks is interesting or will resonate with people. And then she'll make that into a social media post. Um, so I'm starting to show up again myself on social media now, but it's still, she does a lot of that already,
0: so. Well, I'm sure that that's super helpful and things that that you're able to focus on the things that you need to, you yeah. need to focus on that are more important that you're doing them hands-on. Exactly,
1: like the actual coaching is important or or asking a guest to come into the community, like that stuff usually comes from me.
0: So. Yeah. So then I guess you have worked you said you took like the two weeks of don't contact me. Yeah. Um I don't know if you have um this experience of people being like how did you go back like or why are you only taking this much time? How are you already going back to work? Cuz I know that I had that when I went back to work and people are like oh my god you should you should be at home with you and i'm like Mm. are you gonna pay my bills like (laughs) like what and and it's i get where people are coming from because i'm sure i'm sure i say it all the time where it's like oh why are you already doing stuff and it's like you have to but have you had to deal with any of that or is it you know i actually
1: have had the flip experience in a way. And I totally can see that happening. And I'm sure probably when I go home to Rhode Island and I'm like with some of my like family and my mom's friends and stuff, they're going to be like, oh, like, why are you working so much, ma? But (laughs) um, I've had the flip experience where actors have... I mean this with so much love and I love actors, but like they have zero kind of like respect for the fact that I'm on maternity leave. And they're like, these are not clients of mine also. And some are clients too. But like, I've been like blatantly, like I'm on maternity leave private clients. Like if you have a question, this is where you need to put it in the community portal. And they're still like emailing me. And I'm like, what part of I'm on maternity leave is not you know, or like somebody I've never met before is like DMing me on Instagram. They're like, congrats on your baby. Also, can you tell me how to like get an Atlanta agent and what to do and da da, da? And I'm like, uh, uh no, like, or maybe, hey,
0: hey, like, Hey, my podcast. <laughs>
1: But I have, I, I will say I did another podcast before this one. This is actually my second podcast back. And the first one, like I have boundaries for myself now, which is something that I didn't used to have for yeah. years. Cause I'm such, I was such a people pleaser. Like I would bend over backwards for anyone. And I think as a mom, even more so now I'm like, I have to stick to these boundaries and they're to help me, my baby, my husband, everyone function better. And quite honestly, honestly, it's also going to help that person who's asking me the question because either they're going to know I can't answer it right now, go find the answer somewhere else, or they're going to get like, they're going to get a better response from me when I actually am able to be a hundred percent present with them and have that time, you know? Um, so, Ooh, I have no idea where I was going with this, (laughs) but but yeah. Oh, I said, no. so that other person reached out about this podcast and I, I was like, I'd love to do it, but it needs to be in at least eight weeks. And so we put something on the calendar and I said, and if, I, if I'm not feeling up to it by then, I'm going to have to reschedule. Is that cool? And they were like, totally cool. We get it. So, you know, having boundaries I think is important.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's hard. Um, It's hard for most people to set those boundaries because, I'm similar to you or it's like I'm learning like I am a people pleaser and would like to say yes, yes, yes to everything. But to have those boundaries, like when it comes to work, I'm very like I'm I only work when I'm at work. I'm not going to do this other stuff, but I kind of assume that other people are similar. So if I send an email or something, I assume like. Well, if they don't, if they don't have the, if whatever that they'll say no, right? I don't think is necessarily true. So it is nice to be on the opposite side now, at especially after having a baby. If somebody is to post or say like maternity leave, I'm still very like okay. Well, whenever you're ready. But then people, yeah, it is hard everybody's ready at a different point,
1: I think. And you're, but you're right. Like you have to think that people are going to advocate for themselves because that's their job. That's not your job to like know for them what their thing is. But if I think if they say I'm on maternity leave, that means they're not working.
0: (laughs) Like I wouldn't hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you're hoping you would like to have another.
1: Yeah. I
0: I like interrogated my
1: doctor, like right away on my first appointment. I'm like, so when can we start trying again? He's like, whoa, killer.
0: (laughs) Really? Are you like, you're like, let's get it. Well,
1: we had, we had those losses. So I'm like, I know that they could happen again. Um, also I'm not a spring chicken. I might look young, but I'm 37. So, you know, the older you get, but I mean, that being said, I also really want to enjoy Kingston and I I don't want to rush it too much. Um, and I know at post-C-section, you can't always have a baby right away.
0: Is he in your room? Is he sleeping through the night yet? Wait, how? No,
1: definitely not. <laughs> right?
0: Okay. So I'm like, is yours sleeping through the night? Tell me that's a
1: possible thing that happens. Yeah.
0: I will say, so he's what, almost three months? Yeah, that's-
1: almost three months.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. I was so bad at the weeks. At some point, I I was like, "Oh, it's this many weeks." But then somebody was like, "Well, she's three months." And then there's a point that like weeks and months don't add up. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, right. It's the same thing of when you were actually pregnant for ten months, and they right. Say- and you're like, how? <laughs> it's a tricky little fuck. I don't know how that works. Truly. Um, well to let you be hopeful which we i think did the sleep training at like three or four months
1: okay okay
0: so we lucked out she was very good we did the the ferber method okay it's just like the it's not cry it out but it's, it's like soothe and yeah them. pick them up but that was only like two nights and wow she- And she's great. Her name's May. Is that right? Am I being in that? Yeah. Her name's Marion. Marion. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's so sweet. I love that. Is she, (laughs) is she like nine months now? How old is she?
0: She'll be 11 months next week.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow.
0: So freaking.
1: Wow. Because I listened to your first episode. And the funny thing is, is you did your first episode at about the same exact time as I'm at right now. So I could relate to some of the questions that you were asking and stuff. And to to tie it back into sleep, you had Hannah Hines on and she recommended the snoo. And we, one of my best friends was gifted the snoo by her husband's boss. And now she is letting us borrow it. And it is amazing it's highly recommend amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great um it yeah That's if perfect. if you've never seen a baby have you seen a baby in a snoo before I've not seen it I've only seen pictures of it online Oh, you need to watch a video because it is the funniest thing ever the kids like murr, 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 murr. <laughs> <laughs> you, like strap them in yes right? <laughs> yes you feel like you're like putting them in a little baby straight jacket, and you're like sorry sorry baby but they like it so it's so it's yeah. fine
0: like being cozied.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. getting some sleep to, to, I think, answer your question. It's not that bad. He's a pretty good sleeper for the most part. Yeah. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, yeah. I will. There is hope.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're we're still like waking up for like the 3.00 AM feed, you know, and it's like, we did give him a dream feed at 10 PM. He wakes up around three and then he wakes up around five or six, it's not the best. It's not the worst. We're surviving.
0: You said that you're pumping. Are you nursing and pumping? Are Yes. You pumping? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was exclusively pumping, which like, if anybody listening is an exclusive pumper, like my God, you are an amazing human being because I did that for about five weeks. Cause he would not latch. I had all these lactation therapy consults and it was, but at five weeks in, he latched now he's a champ. but it it took some work. (laughs) Better late than never. (laughs) That was, that was honestly harder for me. I think like the breastfeeding transition thing was harder than a lot of things were with like the birth and everything. Cause you want to make sure your baby's getting enough to eat, but you want to make sure that they're learning, but you want to make sure that, you know, all the things.
0: Um, and then there's always regardless of, cause I was very, I'm still very whatever however you can feed your baby totally it doesn't matter but um but even being in that headspace of like however she's fed is great yeah and but it goes back to the same like however she's born is great and then you're like oh but I wanted it to be this way yeah it's like (laughs) sometimes you don't know that you have expectations or yeah, or things happen.
1: That's such a good point. Like that's such a good point. Cause I mean, I, and I, I knew I wanted to breastfeed and I knew I wanted to not have a C-section and like, you know, like, but the way that you you attach to these like identities of how it's going to be, even though, you know, in your head, like as long as the baby's fed and loved, like they're good, you know, um, at least that's what I, that's what I believe.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but then it is I feel like we should be able to have our emotions around that because even saying if you're not able to breastfeed that's fine but then someone else telling you if you're formula feeding and then they're like well that's great you know fed baby is best or whatever sometimes it's even i don't want to (laughs) say annoying because you're like yeah but i'm still upset about like yeah you're
1: you're allowed to have your feelings around it a hundred
0: percent like we're so happy that you know baby's here and baby's healthy that being said like yeah i didn't necessarily want a c-section and that's like can i can still we can still feel shitty about it but yes yeah um so, you are, so you're so nursing and pumping, that is exhausting. Yeah. It,
1: it can be. I mean, it's not it's not the worst, you know. And the fact that I work from home makes it so much easier because it's not that big of a deal. I think if I was going into an office or something that I just – I have so much respect for moms who are, like, having to pump at the office and, like, figure that out because – there's not a lot of support around that. And I can I can reschedule a call if I need to, if something is weird. You know what I mean? I'm my own boss and that's a beautiful thing. It's also an intense thing because you're like, oh, I got to keep my clients and I got to make things work. But there's like a lot of great things that come along with it in terms of the flexibility.
0: Yeah, that's that's so good that you... I feel like you have such a good... You have such a good take. Like you seem so... I like very got it together with I know you said you you don't but you... I mean I I I think I'm doing a good job I won't lie like I
1: think yeah. I'm doing a good job and I think it's like good to be able to say that and celebrate that because I think a lot of the time we hear about moms beating themselves up all the time and like I definitely have mom guilt occasionally and stuff like we the nanny's new and like she's incredible and she talks to him and he'll talk back to her and I hear it when I'm working and I'm like you're creating a bond with her and not me. Like you're talking to her and not me. And I'm like, but that's good because he's getting great stimulation and he's learning, you know, but all the feelings are there, but thank you for saying, I, I guess again, like, I think I've just like been through so much that like these things, not that they're not, uh, I'm just like, I've been through so much therapy at this point that it's like, and long before, my mom died. Like she had a lot of health issues. She had strokes, she had Parkinson's, like other family stuff. And I'm, I'm, it was just the two of us. I'm an only child and it was just her and I. So like, I think I've, because also I was an only child and stuff, I was like a little bit more mature than other kids and hanging out with adults and having to figure it out. So I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to
0: trust well, myself like, right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure all of that has really like also put so much in perspective. Yes, for, you, for sure. Where you I, I assume don't sweat the small stuff as much as, you know. Yeah. Like- it's,
1: it's not worth it. And that's not to say that like I didn't have moments, you know, where especially early on, I was like spiraling with anxiety of like, is he alive? Like what's going on, you know, (laughs) and like staying up way too late on my phone, looking things up. Cause I, you know, how did moms do it and dads before Google? Like, I don't understand like how that actually worked.
0: (laughs) I know it's crazy to think about when, you know, when people of like an older generation will say like, well, you know, you survived and we had you and blah, 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 without all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I have to say,
1: there's a lot of stuff that you can buy for your kid. My God, it is like never ending.
0: Like, I, I, I I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot. I will. uh, Yeah. Scrolling Amazon is never, a never a good idea. Oh, later. you want
1: to hear something funny? That's, that's one thing that I did while I was on maternity leave. I made an Amazon storefront and I have all not, I, the intention was to do self tape recs for actors, books for actors, which is coming, but no, I did pregnancy recommendations and baby recommendations. So yes. I
0: have an Amazon storefront for that. now. Yes. That's very helpful though. That would be because also we don't know, you know, you want to know what things are actually going to be helpful and what things you actually need. Cause even, cause I'll have friends and I'll look at their registry registry and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I, do. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you need or what's a waste of money, but <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> but one of my friends did ask, she was like, "Will you look at my registry. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're going to need more of these, less of these, but then also every baby's different. So every knows-
1: totally, but I did this, I had two, I, one of my best friends who is she just had her third baby. She came over and looked at my registry and I was like, this has got to be an A plus registry now. But then we came to find out like she had had her first two kids kind of a while ago and then had her other. And so she didn't know about some of the cool new things that were on the market because she wasn't registering for them. So then I had to talk to my my other best friend who just had a baby. And I've been very lucky that like I had the two of them during this time because we're like in a text thread and talk every single day about what's going on. And I think if you're a parent and you don't have that kind of like immediate support of people going through it, it's got to feel really, really lonely sometimes. So I will say like, reach out and get like get a group like meet other moms or dads somehow because um I think it's so important to have that like immediate support if you can
0: sure absolutely it's it's even even having those it's like because sometimes people will be like afraid to reach out if you don't know people well yeah I think you just have to start at some yeah. point yeah like just, just to, and I think people enjoy being asked for help more than, or just like recommendations, maybe not like babysit for me, but right. Right. No, but
1: especially if you're like vulnerable and you're like, Hey, I'm like struggling with this thing. I don't like what worked for you. Or do you know somebody who I could talk to about, about X, Y, and Z? I mean, I tell my clients that with industry stuff all the time too. It's like, if you, you know, are kind to someone else and you say, you know, I'm asking you because I respect you because or something, you know, and even when I was complaining earlier about people reaching out and asking me questions, some, I, I answered some of them, even though I said I have like great boundaries and some of it was really enjoyable for me to like use that side of my brain during that time. Um, So, yeah, you know, none of us are perfect.
0: <laughs> it's all give and take. We're just doing <laughs> Well, I won't keep you much longer, but my last question that I like to ask is what has been your lifesaver at the moment? Like a baby product since we've been talking about them, or just like a saying or therapy, you know, all the things. I mean,
1: I will say I agree with Hannah Hines, the snoo and therapy. I totally support a hundred percent. Um, I want to share. I, so we, because my mom passed, I now have a condo in Rhode Island that we are, you know, going to go home to some. And I was there for Christmas and needed to like outfit his room there with like some things, but we don't live there. So I was like, how can I like get him stuff without spending any money? And so a, I asked people like my friends from home and I used the buy nothing Facebook group in my hometown. If you are not using a buy nothing Facebook group, you're missing out. And like in LA, there's like moms helping moms and all these other groups there. You can get so much stuff. I got basically everything, like everything he needed for his room. I'm talking like crib, baby bathtub, like, uh, trash can, like all this stuff, but for between friends, buy nothing, Facebook groups and Facebook marketplace for $70, like, $70, $70, like so much stuff. I can't clothes, like so much stuff. So I would say use those resources. Um and I also have to share product wise, like you got to get the baby nose Frida. If you don't have that, that's like a must getting all that snot out of your <laughs> baby's nose.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. The wait, the the suck one or the, the- suck
1: one. The suck one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's the other one?
0: There's an electric one.
1: Oh, do I need that?
0: <laughs> um, I haven't I've been lucky she hasn't really had snotty noses. It's coming. I know. I just cursed oh. myself. But or to <laughs> myself. But um, yeah, it's an electric. I think it's it's Frida also. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, electric. So you just it just does it oh, so you don't oh. have to. Lose.
1: He has congestion right now. We we messaged the pediatrician this morning being like, What do we do? And she's like, you know you know, suck the notes, suck the snot out yourself and take yeah. him in the bathroom, in the shower, not in the shower, but like with the steam for 15 minutes, um, and run a humidifier. And I was already doing the humidifier. So I hope he gets better. <laughs> yeah,
0: he will, he will, he will, he will. It's, regardless, it's not fun.
1: <laughs> no, but no. he's okay. He's going to be fine. So yeah.
0: So cute too. So keep posting pictures thank
1: you we we joke we're like we're like top 10 cutest babies ever said every parent always
0: but yeah but and given I know that parents have have blinders when it comes to their own babies everyone thinks their own baby is the cutest but you do have a very cute baby thank you I think so too <laughs> he's really cute go Isn't go check it so out nice when you don't have to be like it's a cute baby <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for Thanks for
1: asking me. When you asked me, I was like, uh, she knows I just had a baby, so I'm not gonna have any advice for her.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's all I just love hearing people's stories and where they are and where they started. Just all of it's so cool hearing so many different of, of motherhood.
1: Well, I think you're so smart to be doing this podcast because I think it, it, there is a big like missing link in this industry. And, um, if it's okay, I'm going to put you on my website as a recommendation for people to, to utilize and whatnot. Um, and if people, you know, want to see my cute baby, they can look at my Instagram at that do little, um, and you can find me at actors rise. Also, if people have questions about their careers.
0: Yeah, of course. Yes. I will be messaging you. uh <laughs> Kate, so then are you still...
1: I'm off maternity leave. You're good. because I was (laughs) like, I'm going to email you again. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And that's our episode. Thank you so much to my guest. And a special thank you to my producer, Cecilia Tripp, with Laurel Canyon Creative. And thank you to Edith Mudge for our theme music. And I hope you enjoyed having a look into Mommy Wood. Don't forget to follow Mommy Wood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please give us a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. We would appreciate it so, so much. And take care. I need to light my butt.